0: Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm so excited to talk to Talene Vasconi about Sorry Bro, her debut novel. Welcome, Talene.
1: Thank you, Dan. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having
0: me. Oh, my pleasure. I love a romance novel, and I love a romance novel that gives me something new. So this book gives me several new things. First of all, it gives me an Armenian uh, slant or an Armenian story. Um, you are Armenian, is that correct? I
1: am. I am.
0: Wonderful. And is that is that where I slant comes from? I mean, I assume it is, but tell us how you got to that.
1: Oh, very much so. It's uh, This book is a lot of my lived experience, especially as an Armenian American in the diaspora community here. I grew up you know, in the diaspora community, I went to Armenian school for 10 years. It was my whole world, this tiny, tiny school. Um, wow. So that's all I knew. <laughs> so a lot of that has painted painted my life like a, who I am. And I finally, with this book, decide to write about it. I never really, re- I, not I had never written about it before. So I brought, so I had a lot to say. <laughs> there, there was a lot. <laughs> and I brought as much of it as I could in this book. And there's still, I find that there's still more I have to say about their Armenian experience. So I have more books coming out about that. But this one, this one covered a lot. <laughs>
0: It does and it, but it covers it with such love. You know, it's it's one thing, and this is something I mentioned to a lot of people who write about romance. You write about the Armenian family and its unit, and you write about it lovingly. And you have members of the family who are supportive. Some are not supportive, but you treat them with grace and respect. And that, as a reader, is something that's very interesting. Of course, I love Nara's mother. It's just, (laughs) she is adorable. I feel like she steals the show and the scene she's in. (laughs) She does, you know. Well, I I think a lot of times, especially mothers who want the best for their children, or we can say domineering mothers, whichever one fits the shoe, you know. But uh, I think that they do steal the show because that is children. That's who impresses us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they're they're who we're looking to. They're who we're trying to, you know, do all this for. And Nar, even though she's a an adult, a, in a, in many ways, still a young adult. She's thinking about her mom all the time. What's mom going to think? What's mom going to think? It's always back there.
0: I do love that. And I love the fact that when we start out the story, we see that Nora is uh, working with Diana, her cousin, on her cousin's wedding. And I Mm -hmm. do know how very important a wedding is to the Armenian community. Everyone Mm -hmm. shows up for it.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. And I've been a maid of honor three times, so I brought my <laughs> I brought a lot of that <laughs> into the book as well and yeah, Armenian weddings are a ton of fun, big, big, loud events which which are great, very memorable.
0: yes, it's not like some southern weddings which are sort of quiet and everybody behaves. It is not that way at an Armenian wedding. there's dancing and music, and everybody's invested in it and I love that, yes, <laughs> so that the other thing that you bring to this book, which was a new experience for me, was uh, bisexuals being front and center. Bisexuals appear in a lot of books, and I love that. But you brought them front and center, and that was something that was very important for me as a reader as well. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, that that also is, is part of my lived experience. And something I wanted to explore in this book is the experience of a not out by a woman who's been passing as straight this whole time, which I don't know if I'd really read something quite like that before, but I think it's pretty common. And I wanted to just show how that feels. How you know, there's this quote-unquote easier way out. You could just keep passing as straight, marry this man, you know, go on with it, and just always kind of hold this other part of yourself tightly and not bring it out. But there's there's something that wants to come out, you know, like even, <laughs> uh, and that's what the whole whole book is, NAR can't once she meets Yetabuni that's that's it for her she realizes she can't go back like there's she's passed over she doesn't want to go back to hiding she loves this woman you know a quick you know kind of quick love at first sight sort of thing but it's worth it to her then to to you know potentially hurt her family, potentially lose her family, she doesn't know what's going to happen and she has to press on in that way. So I I did wanna I did want to bring bisexuality to the forefront, like have the parts with men, have parts with women and show, you know, what what that really could feel like.
0: And I thought that was very beautiful. I also really for me, again as the reader, it was so beautiful to see Nara being discovering herself and but not with pressure. Which is really a beautiful thing in life. It doesn't always happen that way, but here is here's someone who comes into her own, and she's she's happy with coming into her own.
1: Yes, her her journey is yeah. She finds these two parts of ident- her identity at once: the Armenian-ness, which she'd kind of shrugged, shrugged off for so long and ignored, and thought, eh, "I want to be American," you know, like my dad, who's um, you know wants to be a country club guy and <laughs> all that. Yeah and she falls back in love with her armenian and then she also embraces her bisexuality too at, at the same time and yeah it it, it c- comes upon her in a very yeah loving way you're right like she enjoys the Armenian events she falls in love with a woman it's there's a lot of like that type of hugging <laughs> <in the scene. laughs>
0: and that was that was fun as a reader because i i felt like she really was discovering so much about herself that she already knew was inside, but she was sort of letting it out yeah. and letting it out in a fun way.
1: Yes. Realizing how much of a part it is in her and also just how much she's enjoying it, how much she could enjoy her Armenianness, and, you know, how freeing it feels to not hide your bisexuality.
0: Yes. And Erebuni is such a a free spirit and such a loving spirit, and that is something that I embraced as well. I thought that was so well done.
1: Thank you. She was a lot of fun to write. I mean, she's dream woman. If anything, <laughs> her only flaws maybe she's a little too perfect. <laughs> so I had to give her some like <laughs> angst, like artsy angst, with like wanting to be as good of an artist as her mother. But <laughs> so that was that was but She she was great. Her like loving patients. Um, I modeled some of my own partners, loving patience. you know. Um, <laughs> <off the floor. laughs>
0: I like that. I like that. I will say that just the title of the book, sorry, bro, I find to be humorous. And when bro actually comes up in the book, which it comes up a few times, I will say that every time, as in real life, I laugh right out loud because oh. it, it is something that is, it's something that some guys really feel the need to bond with other men and also make sure everyone in the room knows that they're straight. And so of course, <laughs> that was so much fun to me.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so, so true. It's this like safe word that you can use to show that you care though, but you're still, you know, don't worry. That's and right. it's, it's, it's such an interesting word because to me, you know, Armenians have really adopted it. Um, like the Armenian Americans that I know, really liberally use bro but you know it's pronounced bro for them bro bro um and i think it's like same. like armenians are very close warm people yes. so i think that's part of it's like bringing you in with with the bro um so i did want to include include that in, in the title
0: You know, and I do want to I do want to sort of pat Armenians on the back for a moment, (laughs) because what you just said is something that I've experienced time and time again of the Armenian people that I know. I have some for clients and some for friends. They're very warm and loving people and they're very welcoming people. Mm -hmm. All of my clients know I'm gay. I don't hide it. I don't really think anybody's ever fooled. but, (laughs) (laughs) But I find that my clients, whether they're gay or straight, and friends the same way they're very loving and warm and that's a very nice thing to say about people i think oh,
1: thank you yeah i think when uh, people have had a lot of hardships it's important to like stick together first but also then like show that you know show that kindness to others like i, I don't know there is something something genetically when, when you've been <laughs> through something you're like i don't want anyone to feel the way i've i've, I've felt so
0: Um, I I agree with you. And so that brings up something that we talked about a little bit before we started recording is history. So as with the Armenian genocide and the Holocaust, gay rights, um, Black uh, history, there are things in our past that are very important. And there are things that also that past um, sort of dictates or molds where we are in today's world. Will you give a little bit of Thoughts to that or history uh, and share with us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this also appears in Bro, too. Um, uh, so uh, the Armenians faced uh, we uh, the Armenian genocide of 1915 at the hands of the Ottoman Turks. Uh, many Armenians were living in uh, Turkey at the time because that used to be Armenia. It was historic Armenia. So there's huge, huge Armenian communities that were um, driven out and just also murdered in very brutal ways um so there's been a lot of tragedy and there's been tragedy for centuries before that too but that is a more recent and more systematic uh, you know um uh massacre and it has not been recognized by turkey that's that is where the problem really lies so it has not been recognized by turkey it's been denied by turkey and on top of that if you even bring it up in Turkey. That's a crime punishable. Like you, mm-hmm. you'll you go to jail for that. The um, United States had not even recognized the Armenian genocide until recently when President Biden did and Congress also passed a resolution re- recognizing it. So there's been a lot of unrequited um, Uh, feelings with Armenians of this thing happened in the past, but we can't move on because it still hasn't been acknowledged. And of course, you know, acknowledgement has so many repercussions, reparations, who knows what else. But the thing is that it does still play a part in the future. Armenia is still situated between two neighbors, Turkey and Azerbaijan, that want to wipe it out, not so subtly. Like they, um, they say that politicians will openly, openly state this and uh, Armenia, you know, sometimes I wonder how long it's it's gonna be around. So something that happened over a hundred years ago still, you know, has has effects in the future. And Nada in the book also realizes this. One of the things she says way at the beginning is, Oh, can't we just have one conversation w- with Armenians without recognize you know, talking about the genocide? And yet Abuni really like gently corrects her about that. And over the course of the book, a couple things happen that help Nara realize that wow, this is not just something in the past written down a history book that we can move on from. It still has repercussions in the present.
0: I agree with you. And I think that when we look at the queer world as well, you know, I think some younger people say, okay, we've heard about Stonewall and not just Stonewall. And everyone's experience is different. Mm -hmm. Uh, stonewall was not a genocide so let's be let me be very clear that I'm not comparing the two but it is a struggle and Mm -hmm. it is a struggle that it impacts our current day life and it is something we do have to talk about and something we have to acknowledge and we have to say this is part of our history and this is where we are today and hopefully where we go tomorrow
1: yes absolutely things aren't perfect yet like things have changed so much and for the better it's wonderful but there's more you know a lot more a lot more
0: to be done that's absolutely right and with so and a positive thing about armenia uh so with the opening of each chapter comes an armenian proverb which i simply loved because oh. it was it was something fun you know it was it was something grounded and some of those gave me a hint of what might be coming in that chapter and some did not i did want to mention one that she is an honest girl and how do i know her mom confirms it
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual proverb that my people have <laughs>
0: but they were so cute did you have a favorite one?
1: Oh, i love i love a couple i like the funny one i like the most is I like him as much as I like the smoke in my eyes.
0: (laughs) I love that. And then, you know, pull a thread and you get a a thousand patches fall off. And those little things are so cute and they're so meaningful. You know, it is it really is true. You know, that one thread you pull. But that is, of course, what you hope every author does is finds a thread yeah. to pull it. So we will, we will fall into it. And I think that's exactly what you've done with Sorry Bro.
1: Oh, thank you. That, yeah, that's a beautiful metaphor. That's right. We create one tiny problem that cascades, you know, all these other ones.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to, I just want you to know how very much I enjoyed it. I love romance novels and it was just so much fun.
1: Thank you so much, Dan. That's just so kind of you to say. I had a lot of fun writing it.
0: So I'm glad that came through. Are you working on something new? I know you haven't been out very long, but most authors Mm -hmm. are always working on something.
1: I am. I am. I have another book coming out with Berkeley in July, I believe, 2024, called Lavash at First Sight. And that's another sapphic romance. This one takes place in Chicago. And this time the parents are longtime rivals and enemies of the two women that fall in love.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I look forward to that just as well. Do you have social media or a website you'd like to share?
1: Sure, yeah. I'm on social media as uh, Taline Author on Instagram, Taline Voskuni on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, my website's talinevosconi.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me. I had such a great time and I, I wish you the very best of success with Sorry Bro.
1: Oh, I had a great time too, Dan. Thank you again.
0: Thank you. Hang on for me just a moment. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out with Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.